0: Hey, you busy? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. The more that I venture out into things that I like or learn myself and I start to adapt to, huh, I'm changing, I'm kind of seeing myself, you know, just be interested in different things and all of that jazz. I learned that the one thing we could all truly benefit more from Like if we had to choose one trait to say, I want to take this trait and I never, I want to take it to every stage in life, every circumstance, every area. I just want to just spill it all over my life. One characteristic, I think that that one characteristic should be persistence. Persistence is something that is rare to me, especially in this generation. I feel like people give up way too easy. It is so easy to be like, eh, I applied for two jobs. They said no. So, you know, I got that email that was like, we regret to inform you, duh. And you're like, you know what? Y- y'all could hurt my feelings a little bit softer, okay? Uh, matter of fact, I would like for you to just make me feel like I got slipped in the cracks. I don't even want you to send this email out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, I mean, just, I can't. And this may or may not be coming from a personal space, so we'll go ahead and move forward. But... <laughs> I always admire people and I've mentioned this before so it's worth mentioning that like uh went to back in the days, went to the A and R's and was like, listen, listen to my mixtape, or was going to them showcases and was like, you know, just keep going for your dreams and if I can do it, you can do it, and they're singing out all these talent shows, or like the stand up comedians, they're going to those open mics and the comedy shows and you know, there were times that they had to live out their car and bruh, let me tell you something. Okay, I'm just be a hundred percent because it's the only percent I can be. I would have stopped a long time ago. Her Steve Harvey's story where he right before he got that Apollo break that he was, you know, had his last little bit of dollars and was staying in his car and all the, mm, mm, sir, where did you get your persistence? Can you sell it at Walmart Do not put it on a rollback price and just sprinkle it over some people. I mean, like, seriously, you hear some people's stories, you'll look at yourself like, it is no excuse. It is no excuse. Michael Jordan, right, literally... He became great like after being persistent to the 90th um, degree. Realized, you know what, he getting flung around. I know you have probably heard of or at least seen by this time his um documentary, The Last Dance. But he was like, listen, y'all not finna be throwing me around like I'm Gumby. I'm gonna hit this weight room. Like Kobe Bryant, uh, yeah, sir, I'm s- going back to Michael Jordan. Sir, you broke something, a bone, and was playing through it people didn't know because you wasn't supposed to be playing and then you were like oh yeah by the way been kind of making this leg more strong like what and i get a headache and i call out of work like you see what i'm saying you're like right mm. if i could be honest if we all had that you know a little bit of jordan a little bit of bryant mixed that up you know got that little bit i mean a fourth of that persistence you would be on top of the, where would you be <laughs> I remember studying for, for tests in college, didn't feel my best and was like, whatever's in my brain is in my brain. I'm going to go ahead to the test and I'm going to pray and just hope that the Holy Spirit helped me and give me these these answers on a spiritual realm. Because at this point, I'm not studying out a near another line. I am tired. Have a nice day. Where would we be if we were really to hone into a whole nother level of persistence? But let me explain something to you. I read that thing called the Bible that is so great. And I read a chapter and I was like, I can't even, the persistence in this whole chapter is oozing to the point that I can't do nothing else but call you. I'm not going to save this to myself. I'm not, it's too dope to share. So Luke 18, let's just jump, please. Luke 18, it does start off with Jesus telling them a few things um, about, (sighs) And let me just skim because I want to make sure that I'm bringing it up. First off, we all know the one about the, the woman and the judge. And that woman was so persistent with the judge. It, he, the Bible refers to her as the widow. And the widow was so persistent that the judge was like, look, I don't fear God and I don't even fear man. But this woman is working my nerves sir so whatever she wants okay we're gonna go ahead and give it to her just so that she can stop coming in here because i cannot be bothered i imagine that to be if it was in a real life times like right now i imagine that woman to be the woman that comes into the facility into the establishment all the time and she's like i need to speak to the manager and you're like bruh the manager is not here like i need you to go away and the widow was like cool be back tomorrow asking the same." exact question until y'all get me a manager and finally the manager comes out and they like how what's the refund amount that you want it's 100 i'm going to give you 300 please never come back like oh that's the kind of persistence that you understand that we need to go ahead and get to but i came across a level of persistence that i was like you know what this is on a whole new level And I don't even think that this particular story got enough shine, at least not in the churches that I've been through. So I'm like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and share it. This is the story of the blind beggar. It is in chapter Luke 18, or Luke chapter 18. And I'm going to start at verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, the people in front yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked him, What do you want me to do for you? Lord, he said, I want to see. And Jesus said, All right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Let me explain something to you. I'm getting chills. This was probably the most profound definition and display of persistence that I've ever seen in my entire life. As of right now, I'm just going to go ahead and coin that. I want to first, because I feel like I will be doing it an injustice, I want to first define persistence so the bishop knew oxford american dictionary okay and it's just just i'm i'm flowing with the holy spirit at this point because i wasn't even gonna do this but we're gonna go ahead the first definition of persistence is continuing firmly or abstainly in a course of action in spite of a difficult or opposite difficulty or opposition let's do it again continuing firmly or abstainly in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition Hmm. The second definition is continuing to exist or endure over a prolonged period. Now, let me explain something to you about this man. He already has a whole bunch of reasons to, to not go forward, right? He, but he has a whole bunch of things counting against him. He can't see one. Okay, so he already has a medical ailment two uh he has to depend on other people to kind of like what's going on okay great and three he got people telling him what he should and should not do now i can't even give this this i'll pray that i give this as much power as it's actually given to me this man is a blind beggar the bible doesn't even go as far as giving us this man's name because it probably wasn't even that important. Because again, he's already the bottom feeder. He's blind, he's a beggar, you know, just get into that space of it. He's sitting on the side of the road. He heard a noise of a crowd going past, and he had to ask someone what was happening. And they let him know, gee, that's Jesus. He's walking by with some people here, That's, that's, that's Jesus. Immediately, once he knew it was Jesus, He screamed out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. So, A, Buddy keeps his ear to the street. He's very very well informed in who Jesus was, what he's doing. And, oh, if nothing at all, I know that Jesus can do a thing for me. Because at this point, Jesus and his miracles have been circulating and people starting to pick up that buzz. So as soon as they tell him, oh, that's Jesus, and he shouts out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, they immediately tell him, be quiet. But the next line after they said, be quiet is where it gets stellar, sir. The Bible says, and I quote, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. Now, let me explain something to you. I'm sure, just put yourself in that place. I'm sure that there was a crowd of people that it was just like, listen, everybody screaming, asking Jesus. It's almost like seeing Beyonce. Beyonce, can you sign this? Beyonce, can you sign? How did you get Beyonce to notice you? AKA, how did you get Jesus to hear you among that crowd? What did your persistent shouting sound like? How did it differ from other people that Jesus stopped in his steps and had someone order to bring you bring you to him? We already know that he had to be a couple of feet. He had to be a little bit of a distance for it to be like, y'all go bring old boy to me. It had to be some distance there. But what was different about that shout? What was different about that person that screamed Jesus? That it got Jesus' attention to the point that he stopped. That he stopped in a crowd of people. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Uh, The verses ahead says, when he heard the noise of a crowd going by. I'm already experiencing in my head. I've never been to New Orleans, but I'm thinking it's probably the equivalent to the noise like Mardi Gras. You understand? When he heard the noise of the crowd going by, he asked what happened. It had to be some kind of ruckus. But he shouted, Jesus, the the Nazarene, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Somebody told him, be quiet. No, the people in front of him said, be quiet. So he shouted even louder. Jesus heard him, stopped, ordered that the man be brought to him. What do you want me to do for you? What kind of shot was that, that Jesus already knew? You're not calling me to go ahead and hug me. You're not calling me to go ahead and say, "Um, I, I just wanted to see if you was real real quick or see if you would answer me. That kind of cry had to have some type of desperation in it. That type of cry had to has, had some please help me in it to the point that it wasn't even, okay, you called me, I'm here, what's your name? It wasn't even no formal introductions. It was straight to the point. What do you want me to do for you? Do your prayers sound like that? Where out of all the billions of people on earth that could possibly be praying to God, that God stops what he's doing on his throne, looks down and says, what do you want me to do for you? That that particular prayer was different. That particular heart cry was different. It almost was the same thing like when the Israelites were enslaved and God was like, "Mm, I heard your cry. After 400 years. It was something about this particular period that God was like, mm. it was something about this blind beggar's cry that Jesus was like, mm. what is it about the way that you are communicating in the spiritual realm that makes God stop, that makes Jesus look down and say, mm, we heard you. Are you praying those kind of prayers? Is your posture that kind of posture? That literally heaven stops and says, what can I do for you? And the man didn't waste no time. I want to see. All right, receive your sight. <laughs> your faith has healed you, and instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus, praising God, and all who saw it praised God too. Do you understand how miraculous this is? Do you understand that? I love the fact that the man—he didn't even—he didn't beat around the bush. He did, he cut to the cha- chase, sir. I want to see. I'm going to go ahead and just tell you right now. And Jesus was like, you're going to receive what you're asking for. But I need you to understand that the thing that really saved you, the thing that really healed you was your faith. But the most beautiful part is that the man instantly, the Bible says, he instantly could see and he followed Jesus, praising God and all who saw it, praise God too. You mean to tell me the very people who told him to be quiet had to see him get that blessing and had to go ahead and praise God too? You mean the very people that told him to be quiet had to see, you don't understand how bad I wanted this. You didn't hear the cry and the desperation in, in, in my voice. You didn't hear me scream out. You don't understand. You thought that scream out was was some type of blurb. You thought that scream out was volume, but Jesus heard faith. And my screen, like you don't understand have you ever wanted something so bad that jesus hears something different than what other people hear that your cries look different to jesus you crying to people and people look at it as emotions but when you crying to god god sees it as faith do you understand that really let that selah soak in and just amen it is what it is real quick do you understand that That your human expression of something could look way different in the heavenly realm. Do you understand that the spiritual realm is what's saving you? I don't care what it looks like. I don't care who tells you to be quiet. Because the same people that opened up their mouth to tell that man to be quiet was the same people who had to open up their mouth and praise God for what Jesus did for him in front of him don't you dare let somebody shut down let another person's know. let another person's be quiet i don't want to be bothered with you oh here you go again talking about that same dream oh here you are trying to keep your family together you thinking that relationship's gonna turn around you thinking you're gonna finally have that baby after this don't you just go ahead and give up and you're not even understanding that when it gets to the point that it gets to the heavenly realm it looks different do you remember hannah Hannah in the Bible before she had her first child before she had Samuel when she went to that place to go ahead and pray and ask God to please give me a baby please give me a baby and she's mouthing and she's emotional the priest there thought that woman was drunk he looked at her and said woman my gosh it's not even the hour for you to be drunk like what are you doing read about Hannah. And Hannah looked up at him and said, "No, no, no, I'm not drunk at all. I'm praying." And she had to let him know what she was doing in the spiritual realm. And then he caught wind of it, and he said, "Okay, then I touch and agree with what you're praying for God for." And not only did God give Hannah Sam Samuel, but He gave her five other kids. Like you got to understand, people are gonna make mistakes. It's not gonna look like what it looks like on on the spiritual realm. It's gonna look different in the natural. But are you gonna let that stop you? Are you gonna Are you gonna be the person that somebody says be quiet, and you actually adhere to that? Because after all, you are a blind beggar. Are you gonna be the person that when you're praying to God for what you really want, that it may look like you drunk because you're praying differently? It looks differently to somebody else. Are you gonna be the person that retreats and says, "You know what? Yeah, I did look a little crazy." You one, is something so bad that you like, God, regardless of what it looks like in the natural realm, regardless of what it sounds like to other people, regardless of the feedback that I'm getting from other people at this point, I'm just concerned about what it looks like and what it feels like when it hits your ears. And if it sounds like, and it feels like faith, then I know that I did my part. If I can scream from this particular earth and it gets to the heavenly realm and you stop and you have your angels ordered down and say, who is that? That prayer got my attention. Who is that? What did he say? What did she say that it got God's attention? Hold on. Who is, wait, I'm sorry. Holy Spirit, who's that? And then your prayer be brought back to God in a way that it's like, "Mm, you received exactly what you're asking me for. (laughs) But I want you to know that it was your faith that got my attention. It was your faith that healed you. I need you to get that. I need you to get that. It's going to be some things in this world that you're going to be like, nobody understands me. Nobody. It's been years. We don't know how old this blind beggar was. We don't know how old he was. But you know what? He was blind enough for people to go ahead and look back. It probably was long enough for people to look back at him and say, be quiet, bruh. <laughs> Jesus ain't dealing with no blind dude. He don't got time. He's passing by. He's en route to something more important. There are people with bigger issues than you, ma'am, sir. There are things that, listen, don't you think there's other people who deserve Jesus to go ahead and heal and do some things with? Wow. To want something so bad that people can't quiet you. To want something so bad that you don't even decide, well, you know what, I'm blind. I've been blind for this long was a couple of more years. I've been learning how to live through people. People been my eyes this long, to the point at this very moment I'm asking, hey, what's that what's that noise that I hear? And they're like, oh that's Jesus the Nazarene walking by. Like uh, clearly you you've you've gotten your eyes through a different form. What why do you want to see now? Keep living life the way that you've been living. You've been broke. Keep living broke. You've been brokenhearted. You think you're gonna get love now? After all those relationships that you have, after, after all that experience, after all those kids, after, you, th- oh, you think God's just going to make a, a, a Romeo for you now? Your knight in Sharma armor? You think at your age that's going to happen? Oh, you think you're going to have a baby? You know that the biological clock stops at this time. Oh, you think with your education that you're going to get some type of promotion? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Do you think that with the, that people are not more, if not better qualified than you to get the promotion that you want? Did you really think where you're from, you were qualified for that house? Oh, you thought that you was going to get that car? <laughs> oh, that's what you thought? And this is all the thoughts that go around in the earthly realm, which is the equivalent to them boys telling that blind beggar, be quiet. But I want you to tap into that persistence of that blind beggar. (laughs) I want you to go ahead and start telling yourself, I will absolutely positively never be quiet for something that I want. Nobody else don't have to see it but me. Nobody else don't have to see it but me. Nobody else don't have to see it but me. And the first time that Jesus asked that man, what do you want me to do for you? He said, I want to see. I want to see, cut to the chase, giving you it from the purest form that I can give it. It ain't going to be candy coated. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to say like those people did prior to me that when you look at Jesus healing other people, they say, um, if you can, can you heal my son? Um, you know, God, if you're willing, can you? brush said, I want to see, clear, concise, to the point, brave stance, sir. That is some kind of persistence. That you knew (laughs) my faith is going to get me. what, And he probably didn't even know that his faith was going to carry him. But you know what? My scream is going to get Jesus' attention. And if I get the opportunity that the heavenly realm asks me what I want, I'm cutting to the chase. I want you to see. I want a home. I want to I want to be in love. I want to be married. I want to be a mother. I want to be a father. I want to be a husband. I want to be a wife. I want to be a manager. I want more money. I want to be in this tax bracket. You better make sure that when you get the attention of God, when you get the attention of the heavenly realm, that you cut to the chase. What do you want? Don't hide behind the, if you, and God, if you're willing, and I, I just a couple of more, do- I want $10,000 more, sir. I want a tax bracket that when I get, I'm, I'm making, I'm covering my bills. You better make sure, you got his attention, what you gonna do with it? You understand? What are you gonna do with it? So that's my challenge to you. Through this whole conversation, I know that the Holy Spirit placed something on your heart that you like, Yeah, I got to do that differently. Yeah, the next time that as soon as I get off this phone, I'm going to ask for exactly what I want, exactly the way that I want. And I'm not going to allow earth or nobody else's voice or nobody else's stance or or description of me or how they look at me. I'm not going to allow them to shut me up no more. When I know that Jesus is in the vicinity, when I know that "Mm, Holy Spirit, you are with me, I'm going to go ahead and get the attention. And when I get the attention, I'm going to ask for what I want. That is my challenge to you. Follow the steps of the blind beggar. How oxymoronic is that? But I can't give an, I mean, you can't paint another, a better description of persistence and follow through. You understand? That's my challenge to you. Follow the steps of the blind beggar. And even go back for yourself. Go back to yourself and look at Luke 18. (laughs) and really read it for yourself and you know i read in the nlt version and go right back to the it's all the way you scroll all the way to the bottom and it stops starts at 35 so luke 18 verse 35 and it's highlighted jesus heals a blind beggar i tell you what this thing is the living word for a reason. You can read it as many times as you want, get a different meaning. But in this particular season, I felt like that's what God wanted me to say to you and wanted to just put on impress upon my heart, persistence and follow through. Mm. I pray that this thing is so anointed, this conversation is so anointed that when you get off this phone, it echoes through your whole entire being that you are just spilling over with oil and you just saturate it that anytime that somebody comes into counter with you that they feel the same oil from this one conversation I pray that I planted a seed of mustard seed in you that it would continue to grow the Bible says that you have faith the size of a mustard seed that you can tell a mountain to go and it shall go and I pray that you get the imagery of the blind beggar in your head and I want you to start to see that crowd passing by and if that man didn't have the courage to say "Mm this is my chance I'm going to go ahead and scream it out loud I want you to go ahead and make sure that you are never muffled again in your life and you will never let the spiritual realm pass you by and that if you have a voice you will use it who cares what you don't have now that man didn't have sight but he had a voice and whatever you don't have now you go ahead and speak that thing to existence and when God says what do you want me to do for you you make sure your faith is backing it up and that you actually get to see manifested what your heart's desires are Because the Bible says that God delights in your heart's desires. When you get God's attention, you better use what you have. When Jesus fed that 5,000, he used a boy's lunch to feed over 5,000 men and women and children. Use what you have. Your faith will do the rest. Mm. And that's all I got for you. I don't even want to, this is probably going to be a, a two-hour conversation if we don't get off now. But you know what these conversations are. These are life provoking conversations conversations that when we get off the phone I pray that it permeates through your entire being and you're like oh my gosh I want to hit the ground running I just want to get off this phone and start doing everything I'm gonna start screaming now God if I got your attention now this is what I want and I want just, to just flutter from a place of mustard seed faith so that you can see while you're living in this side of earth while you're living in this generation that you can manifest your dreams but I feel like you got what you needed. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to share it with you and to go ahead and light a fire to that faith flame. Ooh, Jesus, I, I'm trying to figure out how to end it because I feel like I'm on fire. But I'm going to let you go ahead. Because I feel like you got what you needed. And that's my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. You know what needs to be done. Later.